Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate y'all joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. I know you have other things that you could be doing, so thank you. Hopefully it adds some tools to your toolbox. Gives you a little bit more knowledge and history and understanding. and Hopefully it helps our country, allows us to help our country, even if just a little bit. Not a lot on the homestead. The chicks that we've had for a few months are still roosting outside the coop at night, up in the trees. So far have been alive each morning, which is shocking. Dogs do a pretty good job of chasing off most of the predators, but not all of them. Not all of them. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time to record this podcast. Thank you for the people that listen to it, share it, subscribe to it, be with them and their families. Bless them. Keep them safe. Surround them with your angels. Protect them from evil of any kind. Guide us as a nation, Lord. Help us to turn back to you to get our priorities in the right order. Watch over those people in Israel right now that are suffering. Be with them, their families. Protect them. Send peace to that region, Lord. God, my words here, Father, please. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. So we're going to go back to Columbus. I'm going to read some more of his actual words, as opposed to what we hear today, which is, twisted truth at best and really just purposeful malevolent lies often so this is 1492 well one little thing here on their journey the hourglass, which was turned on the half hour, marking the time, accompanied by whoever was watching at the young sailor, proclaiming, Blessed be the hour of our Lord, blessed be the hour our Lord was born, St. Mary who bore him, and St. John who baptized him. 
1492, Columbus opened his journal on the first voyage he took across the Atlantic, addressing King Ferdinand and Queen Isabel. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, because most Christian and very exalted, excellent and mighty princess, king and queen of the Spains and of the islands of the sea, our Lord and Lady, in this present year, 1492, after your highnesses had made an end to the war with the Moors who ruled in Europe and had concluded the war in the very great city of Granada, where in the present year, on the second day of the month of January, I saw the royal standards of your highnesses placed by force of arms on the towers of Alhambra, which is the citadel of the said city. And I saw the Moorish king come forth to the gates of the city and kiss the royal hands of your highnesses and the prince of my lord. And soon after, in that same month, through information that I had given to your highnesses concerning the lands of India and of a prince who is called Gran Khan, which is to say in our vernacular king of kings, how many times he and his predecessors had sent to Rome to seek doctors in our holy faith, to instruct him therein, and that never had the Holy Father provided them, and thus so many people were lost through lapsing into idolatries and receiving doctrines of perdition. And your highnesses, as Catholic Christians and princes devoted to the holy Christian faith, and the propagators thereof, and enemies of the sect of Mahomet, and of all idolatries and heresies, resolved to send me, Christopher Columbus, to the said regions of India, to see the said princes and peoples and lands, and the dispositions of them and of all, and the manner in which may be undertaken their conversion to our holy faith, and ordained that I should not go by land the usual way to the Orient, but by the route of the Occident, by which no one to this day knows for sure that anyone has gone. A lot of these quotes for Columbus, most of them, folks, I'm finding, I think I mentioned this in the other podcast, in America's God and Country Encyclopedia of Quotations by... William J. Federer. There's a couple of pretty good books on the subject. I've got one or two. If I get a chance, I'll go pull them. But you kind of start to get an idea when you go through and read the words that were actually written down by Columbus and see the exchange. You go back right to Queen Isabella's Commission to Columbus, hoped by God's assistance, some of the continents and islands in the ocean will be discovered for the glory of God. And I've said a number of times on this podcast, actions 
always speak louder than words. When you're dealing with history, a lot of times the quote-unquote actions that we have to refer to are the words, the votes, the way that our founders or those who have come before us, how they said things, what they said, the way they acted as written down by observers, right? And so it's a lot more important to go back and look at these writings and listen to what actually went on, what was said by these people, as opposed to what you hear today from people that have a very obvious agenda. And here's an example of one of those observers. Bartolome de las Casas, if I'm pronouncing that anywhere close to right, who was called the Apostle of the Indians, or of the Indies, was one of the first Christian missionaries to America. As the first priest ordained in the New World, he became known for his devotion to the oppressed and enslaved natives. In addition to knowing Columbus personally, Bartolome's father and uncle were shipmates and colonists under Columbus. Bartolome copied Columbus's original journal of the first voyage into an abstract in which is recounted. And we're going to go through some of these dates and just read some of these entries. But again, you see this, this idea, you know, you, you're sold this idea today by much of secular society and Western civilization that it's impossible to get any more evil than a Christian male with light skin, white skin, right? And that is, I mean, that's just the nexus of evil and oppression and racism etc., bigotry, sexism, whatever you want to throw in there. And that's what, sadly, is pushed in a lot of our schools. It's what's pushed by the media. It's what's pushed by culture. But yet here, you see this comment about this European Christian, this priest, who was known for his devotion to the oppressed and enslaved natives. And, and they weren't talking about enslaved by Europeans. When you read more of this writing, or at least not universally, they were talking about these natives that were enslaved and brutally treated by other groups of natives, right? By often, we talked about this briefly, I think in the last podcast, by some of these tribes that were cannibals. And, and so you, you just see, even in little comments like this, how disingenuous the statements of many today are about history in general, and particularly in this case, what we're talking about, about Columbus. So October the 8th, 1492, this is again out of this Journal of the First Voyage. Thanks be to God, says the Admiral. The air is soft as in April in Seville. 
and it is a pleasure to be in it. So fragrant it is. October 10th, 1492. Here the people could stand it no longer and complained of the long voyage. But the admiral cheered them as best he could, holding out good hope of the advantages they would have. He added that it was useless to complain. He had come to go to the Indies, and so had to continue it until he found them, with the help of our Lord. October 12, 1492 At two hours after midnight appeared the land, at a distance of two leagues. They handed all sails and set the trio, which is the main sail without bonnets and lay to, waiting for daylight, Friday, when they arrived at an island of the Bahamas that was called in the Indians' tongue, Guananin. I know that's not right, folks. I'm sorry. San Salvador. So that they might be well disposed towards us. For I knew that they were a people to be delivered and converted to our holy faith, rather by love, than by force. I gave so some red caps and the others glass beads which they hung around their necks and many other things of slight value. At this they were greatly pleased and became so entirely our friends that it was a wonder to see. I believed that they would easily be made Christians for it seemed to me that they had no religion of their own. Our Lord willing when I depart I shall bring back six of them to your highnesses, that they may learn to talk our language. October 16th, 1492. I don't recognize in them any religion, and I believe that they very promptly would turn Christians, for they are of very good understanding. You get the idea here that... Well, let me read one more. October 28, 1492. The Admiral says that he never beheld so fair a thing, trees all along the river, beautiful and green, and different from ours, with flowers and fruits, each according to their kind, many birds and little birds which sing very sweetly. So, when you don't add in the narrative today that we get, you see that in this journal that Columbus wrote, his major concern, self-proclaimed concern, when dealing with these natives was to bring Christianity. When you look at the commission of Queen Isabel to Columbus, you see that the major concern was discovery of islands for the glory of God. and. We may not get to it this year, but when you read more and more and you see this back and forth as Columbus goes back to Spain and then comes back on voyages, the idea that they wanted the king and queen and Columbus, they wanted the natives to be treated very well, the ones that weren't cannibals. And so that's one of these lies that you can see real quickly this idea that they went over there to rape and pillage and plunder and torture. Uh, it's just, it's simply not true. And 
you know, you, you have an example of where it is true going on today, right now, in Israel. And you see it with Hamas, the Muslims that are coming from Palestine into Israel. And that's literally what they're doing. Uh, and we may, we may talk about that just a little bit. So, if you get a chance, share the podcast with one person today. I would appreciate it. Y'all are what helps the podcast to grow. So uh, the more y'all share it, the more it grows. Thank you so much. More than anything on social media or emails or anywhere else could do. If you would, however, like to email the show, americansoulpodcast at gmail.com. Drop us a note, send us an email, and we'll get to it. And then if you would like to subscribe to the additional podcast episodes, it's $3 a month. You get all the additional episodes that we do. And I would be very grateful. So God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. God bless your marriages. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.